What is the meaning of your life? Are you preparing your life change experience? Or distracted will bump into one by chance? Hello, and welcome to Vital Compass. I'm Cris Ferraz Prade, and we're starting the second season. So we will listen to more voices joining us here. And the idea is to bring stories, perspectives, reflections that can enrich our explorations. Who posed the uncomfortable questions in the beginning was Ricardo Lemi, the author of the blog and book Saúde é Consciência, which means health is consciousness. You can access the blog in English, as there is a Google Translator there, and I am sure you will enjoy it. Ricardo is a physician, a physicist, neurosurgeon, and he also holds a specialization in anthroposophic medicine. He is the champion of the good questions that make you feel like you need to restart your thinking process in the middle of an ordinary moment. You're having coffee with him and suddenly comes a question like an arrow to your chest and you catch yourself reevaluating concepts and reflecting from a different perspective. I have to say, it's a lovely breeze when you allow yourself to be curious about life instead of having to be right about things. So, I really enjoy those moments with, with Ricardo. <laughs> so, to make plans is our tendency, our norm. We plan vacation, career, having a house, weddings. We plan life. Since an early age, we are used to plan, to make projects. Oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? Have you listened to this when you were little? We ask little kids this. So when they are 17 years old, they have to figure out their whole professional life ahead. No pressure, no. But this is another theme to explore. And uh, I just love to just bring a taste of themes that go through my head and that I want to share with you. So at the other time, we'll go back to this question. We are trained to have control. We like control. And we have to agree that we need this belief in a way, otherwise it would be impossible to live. We do need a certain confidence that the world has some stability and we would be or we would be in constant fear and alert. But life has its ways and plays games, makes fun of us and makes fun of our control. As the old Yiddish proverb says, man plans and God laughs. So often when we feel we have everything figured out and the picture frames are all nice and neat, something happens and messes everything around. And depending on the event, our life gains a new direction, a new meaning, a new dimension. I am Tadeus de Gromoboy. I used to be a professor of atomic chemistry in the University of London. Only those things which could be proven 
were reality. There was nothing that you could just imagine as being true. And 47 years ago, a drunk driver ran me over. When I woke up from my coma, I was told that I had many breakages, that my brain was injured, that I would probably never walk again, at least not normally, and that I would never think clearly again because of the brain damage. Life-changing experiences are known to everyone anecdotally, but going through one is the great adventure that can occur in life. Transformation is the basis of life, because life in itself is flow and change. Some people insist that the opposite of life is death. Probably they answer without thinking. It's of paramount importance to realize that life is a rare world, without antonym, and which does not allow opposition. Life, in fact, comprises birth and death, like a flow that enters and leaves the scene. When I came home in a wheelchair, I rang all my friends asking whether they did not know of anybody or anything that I could do because I refused to accept that I would not think and not walk. Somebody suggested acupuncture, that they knew a Chinese doctor who would come to England to learn English and that he could, would try acupuncture on me. Well, he did acupuncture. After a few sessions, I could move my toes. Move my toes, I'll walk. Another friend rang me that there is a sanatorium in the south of Germany where miracles occur, an alternative sanatorium. So I went to this alternative sanatorium. The doctor examined me and said, in six weeks you will walk. They did all sorts of peculiar things to me. I was asked to visualize doing yoga. I couldn't do yoga because I couldn't move properly. Well, I visualized doing yoga. They told me what to visualize and I did all sorts of things. When the six weeks had finished, I knew that I'd walk. I got out of bed, sorry, and walked to the, to the dining room. Sorry, happens every time when I tell the story. I walked to the dining room. And I stayed a little while there. And I was, I left there as a reasonably normal person. Another thing was that I was told that I'd never think clearly again. I had a doctorate uh, and that meant, meant nothing. In England, nobody, no university would accept me again because I had brain damage. So I went to Switzerland, to the University of Lausanne, and did a degree in a completely different field, in business administration, nothing to do with science. I did very well in that degree. I passed it, of course. And I came back and became a consultant. Not that I found that this was really my thing. I also felt that there must be something else which is going to be my life's purpose. Both these facts that I got a degree when my brain didn't work, that I walked, showed that the impossible is possible.
we can define two large groups of life-changing experience. Prejudice aside, please. The first characterizes people who suffer from life excess. With so much life and eagerness to live, they dare, risk and believe. By believing, they experience the unthinkable, the unexpected, the flow, the miracle. In this case, the source of the life-changing experience is internal, and the person and his will are the agents that carry out the transformation. These are the geniuses, the innovators, the precursors, the weirdos, but they are invariably pleased and amazed at what they do. The second group, however, does not always confront a life-changing experience in a state of ecstasy or joy. On the contrary, they suffer the experience, which in this case takes them from outside in, assaults them. This group of people is generally characterized by a lower intensity of the fluidic vital, vital impulse. Methodical controlling, meticulous and with vigorous rationality, they approach life as if they could sculpt it at their own pleasure, without allowing it to act as a co-author, at most as an adjunct, if so. The experience, in this case, tend to be shocking or traumatic, for the person's internal state of stiffness makes them less available to changes and transformations. During such experience, loss of control, shaking of the bases and interruption of projects are common and the life is put in check. It's really important the assimilation in time and the experience to be digested so that the person realizes that it was the best that could have happened in his life. People trapped in models that have run out of meaning often only manage to break free of them in events of this nature. The loss of control and the exceptional of the experience sensitize the person so that later he can resume life in a more essential direction in order to catch a new meaning. It's up to each one to constantly question the chosen directions, as well as the exercise of virtues such as flexibility, devoted listening, permeability, gratitude and activity, in the sense of being a protagonist and not a prisoner of life-changing experience. Listening to Ricardo's identification of those groups and Tadek's story, I could suppose Tadek was totally transformed by the experience he suffered in his late 30s. 
His life was not the same. He suffered a transformation and he went through it physically. I find it beautiful when he says the impossible made possible because I sense that this sentence is not only about a miracle in walking and thinking, but also how he recognized his own agency in life. Another part of my life which showed that the impossible is possible, that one can change completely, is that when I came back home from the sanatorium, I began to enjoy life. I had many girlfriends. Life was really beautiful. I had no intention of settling down. My ex-wife decided to leave me before I had those girlfriends. But she decided to leave me because, well, uh, I, I wasn't really quite a man when I left hospital, so she just left me. We had a divorce. I enjoyed life thoroughly. I met, amongst others, a Brazilian girl who was studying in uh, Cambridge. And I met her, and that was it. Two years after I met her, I suddenly realized that I shall marry that girl. She's the woman for me. So I wrote a marriage proposal. She didn't answer, of course. Stupid, how can someone who's hardly know her suddenly write a marriage proposal? Seven more years passed. I no longer remember what she looks like, but I know again that I have to marry the girl. The impossible must be possible. So I write another marriage proposal, purchase a ticket, fly to Brazil, she didn't really want to get married at all. She was the type who didn't want to get married. But after once, I telephoned her uh, when I came back to London nearly every day, not nearly every day, but sometimes twice a day. She decided to come to London to check me out and we got married. And we have been married happily for the 30 years now. I became a completely different person. I became an alternative person. We created an institute of spiritual ecology, I call it. We worked in the ecological field, in the alternative field, in the spiritual field. When we expect our lives to be as, as if it were a perfect music composition with an impeccable orchestration, flawless melody and harmony, we make it impossible to live. There are no spaces for surprises. And as Ricardo said, life is flow. It's important to compose life, to have plans, but we should also leave space for improvisations. Whereas composition offers control or the illusion of control, improvising offers creativity and spontaneity. If life happens only focused on planning, we get too anxious and a note out of tune is a disaster. It, it You know, we panic. Life, as we plan in our heads, is one where we live great emotions, but only the nice ones, where we do not die, but we also do not get old either, where we want to become wise, but we do not want to face the real challenges that bring wisdom. Life-changing experiences hit us on the face if we are distracted. They do not ask for our permission and they stay until we stop resisting them because life has a force of its own 
and it's way beyond our control, way beyond. And more than ever, we are collectively going through a never-imagined time, a pandemic during 2020. We miss what we call normal, but this moment is a huge opportunity for creating new meaning in life, re-evaluating our journey, transforming ourselves, transforming our surroundings. It is time to improvise, to allow for flexibility and creativity, to ask for help and to offer help, to share questions and insecurities. There's no way out of it, no way to pretend that we are living normal times. It is a moment that life is asking us to prepare a life-changing experience, as Ricardo said in the beginning of this episode. And if you suffer the impact of a life-changing experience and you learn to recognize these opportunities, we start allowing ourselves new dynamics. When things are shaky and nothing is working, we might realize that we are on the verge of something. We might realize that this is a very vulnerable and tender place and that tenderness can go either way we can shut down and feel resentful, or we can touch in on that throbbing quality. Pema Chodron, When Things Fall Apart, Heart Advice for Difficult Times. In the discomfort zone, we feel vulnerable, but we also realize our shared humanity. And it is in this place that we can become protagonists of small or big transformations in life, create new paths that were unimagined before. Like Tadek said, the impossible made possible. Before I say goodbye, I invite you to follow Vital Compass on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is just a click. And when you have some time, go check the website www.vitacompass.com You can create a login and follow closely the posts on Explore and also the podcast episodes fresh from the oven. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make a review here. You can help others find the podcast and we can expand our circle of conversations. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. <laughs>